0: Hey guys, Monty here, and welcome to The Spinner Room, the home of everything indie. We have an action-packed episode for you today. I'm going to be debuting my new co-host, Jane O'Connor, and we're going to be talking about the latest Yves Tumor album, Safe in the Hands of Love, but first, let's listen to a little bit of Roy g Is that correct, Jane?
1: Uh, might be Roy g I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's whatever. Here it's it over. is. And of course, Boards of Canada is a well-renowned and also my favorite electronic artist out there, or electronic duo rather. They're from Ireland, I believe, and they are also on Warp Records, which is where Yves Tumor is signed to right now and as of this year, and where Safe in the Hands of Love was released. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the obvious elephant in the room and that's the fact that I have a new co-host that's not James Millius, but rather Jane O'Connor. Introduce yourself. Jane, what kind of music do you like?
1: Uh hey everyone. Um I tend to listen to a lot of indie alternative rock, uh some punk rock. Basically it has rock in it, but nothing too heavy. No heavy metal.
0: Yeah, so I met Jane in the most interesting way. We both work at A V at Hillstoke College and um she's in the Built the Spill, which is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. And really, we have the same favorite song from Built to the Spill, too, which oh is yeah, carry, the zero. carry the Zero. Isn't that awesome? It's a, it's a very fantastic song.
1: Might be my favorite song of all time.
0: Really? It might be my favorite song of all time, too, just because of that guitar solo at the end. Um, I may have been under the influence once when I listened to that guitar solo uh, back, I think, two summers ago. And I finally realized how amazing Doug March played the tempo on that song. And it's, it's incredible. Um, I wish I could play guitar that good. And Built This Bill in general, I know I ranted about them about maybe five episodes ago ago in May before we got off on break, but you need to check out their discography. They're a fantastic band. They're probably one of my favorite bands of all time, next to Pavement, of course. You
1: know, at least check out Keep It Like a Secret.
0: Yeah, at least check out Keep It Like a Secret. I have so much memorabilia for that from that album in my room. It's it's incredible. Anyways, we're going to get into a little bit of music news. There's not a lot today, uh, but Smashing Pumpkins is apparently releasing a new album, and apparently they also have sort of the original lineup of the band, which is, I guess, big news. But Smashing Pumpkins has not released anything noteworthy for the past 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: Billy Corgan, he's there. <laughs> yeah,
0: Billy Corgan's there, and Alex Jones and whatnot, and just <laughs> doing his thing. And I, uh, the band has sort of become. The Muse of America, if that makes any sense. Speaking of, Muse is also releasing a new album. I heard about it about two weeks ago or so, and I really don't care, but they have another fantastically awful album cover. Jane, I'm going to show you this right now. I'm typing on my computer, Muse new album, because I really don't care about this, but I just wanted to mention it since I did mention Muse, and people are probably interested in Muse. It's called Simulation Theory. So it's probably going to be like some We Live In Society stuff. And look at this cover, Jane.
1: Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's... Not... It's,
0: you know the whole vaporwave type aesthetic that's going on or like the oh Drive movie with the whole synthwave oh, yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah, with the synthwave kind yeah. of... Yeah, it, 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 it looks a lot like that. And it sounds like Muse is going to be releasing songs like this. This is a real hero. It's sort of a meme song that became popular. I think Drive but it totally sounds Um, like the new Muse album is going to look like that it has that fluorescent color going on and whatnot I mean
1: if I was to judge it just by the album cover yeah
0: yeah uh so fun fact I saw Muse in concert it was my first concert in Chicago at the United Center and uh I didn't stay for the entire thing because I was I think I had exams the next day I was a freshman in high school it was right after they've released Madness and was an okay show for a stadium i guess like looking back i wouldn't have attended it and i've attended far better shows since then like wilco and elite foxes and were were you into them back then was i into muse back then oh oh i was i was really in the muse back then you know i was obsessed with muse i was obsessed with coldplay mostly just because like I tried to imitate Chris Martin in my music, and also I thought he had the best voice around. And I still sort of do like Coldplay. Not new Coldplay. New Coldplay is garbage, but old Coldplay you have to...
1: I think the last album I had by them was the Viva La Vida.
0: My ex-girlfriend, her mom gave me, I think, Ghost Stories on vinyl, which I don't know why you'd press something like that on vinyl and just waste money that way. But I never opened it. Not once. Well... It it was incredible.
1: Yeah, that one... But I, I did like Viva La Vida and A Rush of Blood to the Head.
0: Rush of Blood to the Head is one of my favorite records of Those all time. Good. Anyways, let's get back to the music. Or not the music, but rather the news and then the music. But this is still the music, I suppose. Uh, so No Name released a new album, Room 25. That was last Friday. No Name, of course, released Telephone in 2016 and is a Chicago rapper. Really making a name for herself and creating some very, very, very lush music inspired by jazz i am mean, i haven't checked it out yet but i'm definitely going to uh, she's released so many good singles as well so i'm actually quite happy with this the mountain goats also apparently released an ep hex of infinite binding ep Now the mountain goats have been on a roll recently just releasing album after album after album and i can't seem to get interested in any of them and i don't know why
1: i've enjoyed some of their stuff
0: I like the side projects of the Mountain Goats a lot more than the Mountain Goats. Tallahassee's a fantastic record, though. Check that out. Uh, other important news, Mac DeMarco released a single. Not that that matters at all, um, but it's decent. Check I en- it out.
1: I enjoy his guitar, but I, I don't, oh, would, no, I don't I, know if I would sit down and just listen to his music.
0: Oh, this is cool. Uh, Noel Gallagher announced a new book. That's Noel Gallagher of Oasis. Now, you may remember James and I reviewed uh, Liam Gallagher's album last year, and... I'm just going to click on this and it's called any road will get us there if we don't know where the La- where we're going and it documents the recording and tour of his latest LP which actually got a lot of good attention from music publications but again somehow I just didn't want to listen to it and which that's incredibly confusing and also apparently Pitchfork has deleted the review of it which doesn't make any sense to me either
1: I haven't really listened to any of the solo stuff of the Gallagher's.
0: I used to be really into Oasis. And I was really into Oasis. I I was never that interested in their solo stuff though. Like Noel, did, Noel's done some good stuff though.
1: Okay, I'll have to check that out. Like, what's the story? Morning Glory is a really good yeah, album. Yeah,
0: it's a f- one of my favorite records of all time. Also, um, this is sort of cool. New song from Little Peep and XXX and released. Both of these people are dead. I wish I was able to do the spinner this summer when um, XXX Tentacion died, because I believe we did an episode when Little Peep died and we reviewed actually a Little Peep record. Um, both of these people were sort of meme rappers, and you know, Little Peep has actually grown on me a little bit, and it sort of sucks that he died so young because I have a feeling he would have actually released some decent music, or at least some music that would find its home on Anticon, a label like that, you know?
1: matured as an artist and
0: yeah something like that anyways so I think now we should probably get into the review of the Yves Tumor album Safe in the Hands of Love and to start this off I'm going to play my favorite song off the record Noid and then we're going to get into a little bit of the history of Yves Tumor And that, of course, was Noid. That was a single that was released, I believe, back this summer. That was probably my favorite, It's my favorite song on the record, and we'll get into that a bit more, but I want to talk a little bit about the history of Yves Tumor because it is interesting. So Yves Tumor was born in Miami, Florida. He's a member of Trump's America, which released, I believe, a mixtape or single. It was a mixtape back in 2016 that received some attention. It was pretty experimental. Uh, Yves Tumor has been involved in a lot of sound collage, in a lot of post-industrial, a lot of hypnagogic pop. I always pronounced that wrong on the first go. Um, But the interesting thing about Yves Tumor is, you know, he's just done so much work with so many different names, and this is sort of a middle ground for him because it's reined in that experimental sound, that loud and booming sound that you know you expect from a lot of electronic artists today. And it's managed to do quite well for him. This record has a really good score on rateyourmusic.com at a 3.66. And it's received rave reviews from people across the board. And I believe it's ranked number 16th of 2018 out of all the records that have been released this year. And this has been an insane year for music. But it's a fantastic record. It's, again, if you want an experimental record, I wouldn't call it a fantastic record, but It's a fantastic record in the sense that it remains experimental, yet it's sort of a middle-of-the-road type thing for people who aren't into experimental to get into.
1: Yeah, I'm not super into experimental stuff, but I enjoyed certain parts, like Noid. Yeah,
0: of course. Noid was just fantastic. And the reason why I really like Noid, I know I'm going to point this out, is because... Noid as a song, it's just the most coherent piece of music on the entire record. Maybe Licking an Orchid comes next, but the reason why I don't really care for this record in general, I'm just going to state that right off the bat, is I feel like it's just so schizophrenic and so out, not out there, but out there in terms of sequencing, I value sequencing a lot in my records. I value when songs flow from one song to the other.
1: So you mean like the arrangement of the track yeah, list? Yeah,
0: the arrangement of the track list and how the songs bounce off each other and how the album develops a consistent sound. And don't get me wrong, this album has a consistent sound, you know? Yeah, it, but I will
1: say I was a little thrown off with the intro. where it was kind Yeah, of no, so the intro,
0: the intro Faith and Nothing Except in Salvation, I expected going to this record, it was going to be a lot different than what I thought. What I thought originally was it was going to be some weird James Ferraro-esque experimental midi fun time. Yeah, I can see that. And and it wasn't, which was pleasant to hear because I don't like the midi fun time James Ferraro stuff because I think it's so on the nose and so into its own aesthetic that it doesn't ever develop its own sense of artistry to it. Um, so I thought going into this that I was going to be getting something a lot more jazzy. And a lot more coherent. I thought this was going to play out like a concept record. And I hadn't listened or read any other reviews of this record before I listened to it like I usually do. But when it went into Economy of Freedom, which is Yves Tumor and the Croatian Amor, uh, I was sort of thrown off guard.
1: I will say I didn't originally listen to the album In Order. I just looked at a couple singles like Honesty and Economy of Freedom. And I wasn't super into it. Yeah, it took like listening to the album in order for me to kind of get into the album. Well,
0: you got to do that in general. Yeah, I, I that's probably done that first. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Economy of Freedom just to get an idea of where this record goes from the start. And as you can see, there's a lot of um, experimental noodling here, uh, a lot of vocal effects going on. I
1: think it's like a minute of just kind of noise, ambient noise, electronic stuff.
0: So skipping forward a little bit in the song. Again it's still this noise right here. And this shook the speakers in my car, I listened to this when I was driving back from East Lansing on Saturday. Uh, It shook my car, it's a lot cooler when you have actual headphones on, but again, from this beginning song, which this is the first song on the record, "Faith in Nothing Except Salvation," it's a lot different. You get sort of a, it's sort of a weird, jarring, sequential order.
1: But I kind of enjoyed this vibe more than the Economy
0: of Freedom. No, I 100% enjoyed this vibe a lot more. I wish that more was done with this song. It does absolutely nothing except waste a minute and 33 seconds of your time. And then it goes from Economy to Freedom to Honesty.
1: I wasn't as super into Honesty as well.
0: Now, the reason why I like Honesty a bit more than Economy of Freedom is I just really appreciate the beat going on here and how it works in tandem. It's a bit more atmospheric. It reminds me of um, ambient dub music, the likes of like Biosphere, which is nice. A little bit of Boards of Canada there. It's it's just nice. I I greatly enjoy how this piece is set up.
1: Yeah, I will say, though, after the intro, I was kind of losing the album a little with Economy of Freedom and then Honesty. But obviously Noid comes next and then...
0: Yeah. And so we're going to skip forward a little bit in this song, too, just to get an idea of where it's going. It builds up and, again, reminds me a lot of Biosphere. reminds me a lot of global communication, electronic acts from the 90s like that, which is why I appreciate it. It's music you can just sort of vibe to um but again in context of this album as a whole it doesn't make much sense and here we are annoyed again we'll play a little bit annoyed again to give you some idea of why this transition to the middle of the album is so jarring track four and you've already heard this piece but i just wanted to provide that transition for you guys from what was before to what comes here and I just want to say that Noid is probably one of my favorite songs of 2018, period. I think it's wonderful how the song infuses that 90s trip-hop. And I know I, when I, after I listened to the record, I went and go, listened to Anthony Fantano talked about it, And he mentioned that the lyrics sounded like Blur, which I entirely disagree with. I never got that from this song at all. Oh, like Blur? Yeah, the British band Blur. He yeah. compared this song to Britpop for some reason. And I never once...
1: I mean, did he mean that lyrically? I mean, I still didn't really get I don't. It that I don't even lyrically. think,
0: it's not lyrically. I think he meant it in the vocal presentation of Yves Tumor.
1: Well, I didn't really get a blur vibe.
0: I didn't really get a blur vibe either. And, you know, I, I got sort of the trip hop vibe to it from the 90s, you know, like Massive Attack and bands like that.
1: I can see Massive Attack. Definitely. But it's a good,
0: it, it is a good song. Uh, Noid is a fantastic song. The best cut from this record by far. But again, sequentially, it doesn't make much sense where it is. And the whole middle of this album, by the way, and this has been pointed out by yeah. several other people, but the whole middle of this album in general is much better than the start.
1: Yeah, well, these three songs in a row, like Noid, Licking an Orchid, and Lifetime, those I definitely felt kind of a flow with it. Mm-hmm. And it was more into that middle section of the album than the first three.
0: Yeah, and here's Licky and Orchid. This is a more subdued piece, which I enjoy, but it's not like something I'd listen to just as a cut, like Noid. Uh, It's a piece that I think deserves to be on the record. It's a piece that I think complements the record, actually. So here's Licky and Orchid, not Orpid, and this features James Kay. And again, you have that uh, trip hop X beat there, which is quite nice. Another thing I really enjoy about this song is those washed out guitars and how it feels like they're sort of just echoing uh, in the background. It and it might
1: just be my taste in music, but I enjoyed Noid and this one much more than.
0: Well, I just think that it, I think that these songs do a lot more to complement the general atmosphere that's presented or I like to see presented on this record rather. Um, I think they're the most coherent pieces of music on the record.
1: They're the most more com- not they're not commercial sounding but they're more commercial sounding than no, yeah, any they're, of
0: the others. They're by far more commercial sounding and I think they do that in a way that again is not on the nose and it's not too too experimental to really turn you off. But then then again I have to say this, there are some songs in this record which are experimental and I really really like. And the reason why I really really like those experimental songs or some of them is because they have a just draining atmosphere to them. And one of those songs is Hope and Suffering, which
1: I didn't really like this one.
0: You didn't really like it? I'm not
1: super into spoken word. Type I mean, songs. it's sort of
0: spoken word. So this song is sort of spoken word, but it reminds me a lot of a lot of dark ambient artists And it really does its job good. It also is sort of a Godspeed, you Black Emperor vibe to it, which is chill. And I really enjoy that because it's creepy. There's fly sounds. There's like It sounds almost like you're descending into the depths of hell. Um, So here's this. But again, sequentially on this record, it doesn't make much sense when you have this on a record that also has Noid. It just feels like a weird detour. This whole album feels like a series of just weird detours after weird detours, and I hope. The next Eve's tumor album does better at preventing that, honestly. So here's Hope and Suffering Escape Oblivion. And so near the end of that song, you start to get pigs squealing and just vocals layered over each other. And it's quite, quite creepy. There's
1: kind of a spoken word part to it as well. Yeah, there's
0: also a spoken word part to it, like Jane's been saying. I've Uh, just never been into that. No?
1: Yeah, like on OK Computer, I always skip Fitter, Happier. I
0: think Fitter, Happier is a fantastic addition to OK Computer, but don't at me. I just... I really I, I don't ever get the criticism of people like that happier isn't a good song I, don't know. I I quite like it
1: it might just be me because I don't know I would never want to be driving down the road like the windows down just listening to like fitter happier <laughs> more productive you know
0: <laughs> yeah um so anyways the record continues on and it sort of just hits this stride where you have a lot more uh, songs that basically accomplish in my opinion not anything at all in context of the record and you have the final song um let the linus and you flow freely that's a tongue twister here it is and again you hit that more experimental vibe and that's all i'm going to play of that but
1: i think for me it's probably just my general taste that determined my opinion of the album so i wasn't super into it because i've never been into really electronic out there music but yeah there was definitely stuff in here that can get you into that so, kind of
0: yeah so what would you score it
1: out of 10 yeah i don't know probably six
0: i'm sort of for the same opinion i'm going to give this a 6.5 or if i was going in the pitchfork scale i would give this about a 6.3 and the reason for it is i don't think this album accomplishes much of anything uh, it's a great record in certain aspects. Noid is a fantastic song, one of the best of 2018. Songs like Licking and Orchid really provide an atmospheric edge to this album, and this whole album in general is just an atmospheric thing. And it's nice to listen to. It's nice to, you know, go through this once and experience it. But in the end, you're not really experiment you're not really experiencing an album, but more so a collection of songs that just feel like they're thrown together. And I know every single critic has probably said that about this record already as their main critique. But that's my biggest issue, honestly. My other biggest issue is that I just wish that the sequencing was better and that songs like Noid, Licky, and Orchid and the other more melodic pieces were spaced out throughout the record. So you'd have these pieces that were sort of atmospheric, ambient, and edgy flowing into a song that's more melodic. And I really appreciate when albums do that. And this album really didn't do that well. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's some parts of the. Jarring aspect They're kind of fun Like the intro Yeah And then the very last song I think they cut to What do they have They have a sample They sample another song Yeah they
0: sample another song At the end And it's nice to listen to Anyways That's gonna do it for us On The spin Room Here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM Thank you for checking us out And we appreciate you listening And we'll be on next week With our review of Lowe's album Double Negative